We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for the show today. AFR.net is where you can listen live. AFR.net is where you can listen live. You can also download the American Family Radio app on your smartphone, on your tablet device. We did um, just publish in recent days the CarPlay feature for your Apple device. So if you have CarPlay in your vehicle dashboard, you can utilize it through the American Family Radio app. So that's a pretty neat feature for our audience to uh, to listen to the core and listen to other shows and to podcast at your convenience there in your vehicle. So take advantage of that if you can. Psalm chapter 21 is where we are for the week. Psalm chapter 21. Uh, by the way, I hope you enjoyed Rick Green yesterday. I tuned in for a little while and listened to Rick and... Uh, Listen to him take some calls, and boy, did the last call just get me riled up in my office. <laughs> um, I couldn't get over here quick enough, but <clears throat> I text uh, Rick right after that, and of course, Rick handled it very well. Uh, good, good response from Rick. Uh, the last caller was basically, in essence, uh, stating that. Uh, there are dangers in outlawing abortion that now you're going to create more. It's it's the, the old left-wing talking point. You're going to create more back-alley abortions, and it's going to be dangerous for women. And uh, then basically, the caller said, we need we need safe places to have abortions, was the essence of the call. And so I text uh, Rick. As soon as that call took place, I text Rick and said, quote, we need a safe place to kill babies, end quote. And I text in all caps, come on! <laughs> Because listen to it. I mean, seriously, this is not not really a joking matter. Although I was uh, jo- uh, taking a jab at uh, at Rick yesterday during the show, but the we're talking about we're talking about the lives of babies here. And Rick made a good point that we we don't apply that standard to any other topic. We don't apply that standard to any other topic. We don't say, well, you know. Homicides are going to take place, um, but so we, we don't need to outlaw homicides. We need to instead create safe places for homicides to take place. No, that, that's, that's insane, quite literally. Uh, and you can apply that analogy to any other topic or situation, and it just doesn't stand up. And so we're talking about the life of a baby, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, that leak out of the Supreme Court and uh, and where that's going to take us as a country. But Psalm chapter 21, back on the show, back on the scripture, O Lord, in your strength the king rejoices, and in your salvation how greatly he exults. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips, for you meet him with rich blessings. You set a crown of fine gold upon his head. He asked life of you. You gave it to him length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through your salvation. Splendor and majesty you bestow upon him, for you make him most blessed forever. 
So the psalmist goes on here through much of this chapter 21. It goes down to verse 13 and ties the king's success, and this is this is an earthly king, little little K king, um, to to his relationship with God. And as I mentioned on Monday, you take out the relationship, the king's relationship with God, there is no glory for the king. There is no prosperity for the king. There is no uh, bright future for the king. There is no, quote, rich blessings in verse 3 for the king. If you take God out of the picture, and you can translate that to now, 2022, you take God out of anything, it will turn to ruin. Over time, it will turn to ruin, and on the surface, it might look pretty and glamorous and like uh, riches, but at the root of it, that that which is without God, that which is without our Creator, uh, will turn to ruin over time and will be rotten at its core. So we all need, we all need to be tethered to our Creator, tethered to God the Father. Moving into our stories for today, you know, this um, this uh, leak out of the Supreme Court is, uh, I think it's it's pretty pretty easy to say or, or pretty safe to say that this was most likely, although we don't know definitively, the leak from this opinion. Number one, it's unprecedented, and you've heard that before. I'm not, I'm not, that's not novel information, but this stuff historically never happens. The Supreme Court is known for holding these draft opinions. By the way, this is a what was leaked is a draft opinion. It's not a final opinion. We we don't know for certain uh, how the Supreme Court is going to rule, but it was a draft opinion. But the Supreme Court has been known for for its entirety of its existence for keeping draft opinions confidential. For keeping draft opinions confidential until their release date at which the public and the media and, and everyone else uh, becomes aware of the Supreme Court's position on said issue. But the intent here is clear. And the goal was, and the goal is, to leak this draft opinion with the primary purpose of activating the public and the media and the politicians against the justices that reportedly were planning to sign on with Alito. This is an intimidation move. And if we miss that, then we miss the entirety of the story. This is not just another leak out of Washington, D.C., This is a politically motivated leak out of what is supposed to be a non-political branch of the government. And a leak of a confidential document with the sole purpose of bringing about fear and intimidation upon the justices so that they will hopefully flip their vote. This is what happens in a banana republic. This is what happens in a corrupt nation. 
all the nations we talk about here on the show, Ukraine, Russia, North Korea, China, so on and so forth, Iran. These are the type public intimidation moves that take place in countries that are corrupt and that we despise. But here we are in America operating under the same process as these, as these corrupt, notoriously corrupt nations in the world. And that should really cause us to be very alarmed. Now, we don't know the final opinion yet. yet. We don't know the final vote tally. But what if, just, just hear me out. What if a justice was intimidated by this and the public, quote, public outcry from the left and flipped their vote accordingly? How much faith do we then have in the institution? If that is the case, will we ever know that they flipped their vote? I don't know. But, but the, the, the left has been, has been known for using fear and intimidation to, to get what they want. And you can apply that to the cancel culture. You can apply that to the corporations descending upon Florida because they don't like a state law that was passed. The Democrats are the party of fear and intimidation. That's how they work. You take out the tool in their tool chest called fear and intimidation, they are extremely weakened. They are extremely weakened. So we'll continue to keep an eye on this. But the um, to go along with the fear and intimidation and then the, um, you know, what this has done to the Supreme Court as far as is, is really a blow to their credibility and their respectability. The governor out of Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, called this, I thought this was beautiful. He called the Supreme Court leak a, quote, judicial insurrection, end quote. And they want to investigate January 6th, and they want to issue subpoenas for January 6th, which, by the way, they are casting a broad net there. If you haven't been keeping up with that, I want to encourage you to keep up with what's going on with the January 6th investigation coming out of Congress. They are casting a broad, broad net. They are on a fishing expedition. They are gathering text messages of congressmen. They are gathering phone call logs of people like you and me. Not literally, but everyday individuals that just happen to be in Washington, D.C., many of them not even doing anything illegal, they're, they're just gathering all this data and publishing it in the congressional record. Where is the call for investigation here? Yes, the chief justice has called for an investigation, but where is con- congressional, where is, where is the bipartisan congressional call for an investigation into the leaker? Into the leak. Will we ever find out who leaked this information? My only hope is that this leak is not used for its intended purposes, that it doesn't succeed in its intended purposes of striking fear and intimidation into the minds and the hearts of the justices to make them move their votes. Uh, Someone else uh, who is uh, absolutely losing their mind at this reported opinion and Remember, we don't have a final verdict yet. We don't have a final opinion released yet, so it's very premature to start responding as if this is a slam dunk one way or the other because 
things can change. I want to see the final opinion, and we need to be very hesitant to claim victory or loss uh, based on a draft opinion. Let's listen to Senator Elizabeth Warren. She was at the Supreme Court yesterday, and boy, was her blood pressure up. Clip three, let's listen. I am angry. Angry and upset? Angry and upset and determined. The United States Congress can keep rovers away the law of the land. They just need to do it. I, I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be... This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. 69% of people across this country, across this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people, want Roe versus Wade to maintain we as the law of the children land. The womb, we need to we, do no, that. We are not and we have a right. Extremists, we've heard enough from the extremists. And we're doing it. Thank you, Senator. Just open the door for the constitutional rights. Well, there you have it. By the way, I have to fact check her because that's what all the left is about is fact checking. <clears throat> her statistic there is not correct. Unless she cherry picks some CNN plus poll <laughs> that was paid for by the Democrats. 69% of Americans do not want to maintain the baby killing opinion of Roe v. Wade. That's simply not true. That is factually inaccurate. Unless the Democrats paid CNN to run the poll and they rigged it just like they did the 2020 election. Then that statistic might actually be in some poll somewhere. But it's actually the opposite. The majority of Americans are in favor of limiting abortion in one form or another across the country. But really what the polls say, that doesn't matter. What matters is that this opinion back in 73 was wrong. It was legally wrong, it was morally wrong, and it's ethically wrong. And 63 million babies have been slaughtered as a result. And it is 45 plus years past due to overturn this ruling. And yes, Christians have been working for decades to place justices on the court to overturn this horrific ruling. So she's right about that. We'll be back in just a few minutes. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. When the Spirit of God penned those words through Apostle Peter, he meant every bit of them. Christ's following is distinct from the world. Christ's followers must look different from the world. We shouldn't be surprised then when the world does not understand us and demonizes our faith. Jesus said, the student is not above the teacher. The world hated Jesus. We mustn't be surprised when the world hates us. We are called to be peculiar. Understand it. Embrace it. Get comfortable with it. Get used to it. We are in the world, but not of the world. Stay peculiar, my friends. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Houseplants have made a major comeback. For girls with black thumbs, keeping them alive proves no easy task. They neglect them and the plants wither and die. Our faith can often suffer that same type of neglect. In John 15, 4, Jesus instructs, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Without regular care over your faith in Jesus, we can feel depleted, withered, just like that sad house plant. Find ways to pour into your daughter's faith life together so that she might establish strong roots, regular time in church, attending Christian concerts, even planning a hike to experience his creation can all be ways to nurture her relationship with Jesus. Want to learn more? Read about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio.
Welcome back to the core here on American Family Radio. This is Worship Wednesday, and that's Chris Tomlin. Jesus Loves Me by Chris Tomlin there here on the core. Hey, I want to jump straight to our guest line and introduce who we have on the phone now, and that's James Spencer. He's president of the DL Moody Center. James, welcome to AFA at the core. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, James, tell our audience, those who don't know, and, and enlighten me a little bit uh, about more of the work of the Moody Center, what, when you guys were founded, and uh, some of the work that you do today. Sure, happy to. Deal Moody Center was founded actually in 2017. We uh, occupy a historic part of the property where D.L. Moody uh, did a lot of his ministry in Northfield, Massachusetts. And so Moody is normally known as a 19th century evangelist who traveled the world sharing the gospel. Uh, but he lived in Northfield, Massachusetts, which is a small town in Western Mass. He held uh, summer conferences with uh, tens of thousands of people coming to Northfield uh, in a, uh, a beautiful 2,300-seat auditorium they built in 1894 to uh, encourage Christians to come together for prayer, for Bible study, to discern the Holy Spirit, and to worship together. And uh, the D.L. Moody Center really exists to echo that call. And uh, so our job and our mission is really to bring Christians together for prayer, for worship, for Bible study, and uh, for the discernment of the Holy Spirit. James, uh, I came across one of your your uh, current campaigns. This is, your, I think, your second year to do this that I'm aware of, but it's called Go Dark and Shine Bright. It's a 10-day social media fast and concert of prayer, uh, followed by a 10-day challenge to proclaim the gospel. The of course, uh, prayer and proclaiming the gospel, no surprise there, but the 10-day social media fast striked my uh, uh, my, my interest because it's uh, countercultural, which is not always a bad thing, oftentimes a good thing. But tell our audience a little bit about the effects of social media and why oftentimes it's healthy for people to just take a break. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're our desire is not to demonize social media. I use social media myself. But uh, ultimately, you know, you can always have too much of a good thing. Mm. And uh, we believe at the El Moody Center that the world is getting proficient, increasingly good at telling stories that deny God. And uh, social media is one of the vehicles that those stories are promoted. And so for Christians to be able to step away from social media, even just for 10 days, and to focus in on God's Word, to engage with Him in prayer, and to really refocus and reset so that they're fixing their eyes on Jesus, is really what we were trying to accomplish with the Go Dark, Shine Bright campaign. This is the second year of it. Um, last year, we had a great turnout. This year is turning out to be about the same. We've got around uh, 12,000 participants in the Go Dark, Shine Bright campaign this year, and uh, we run it from May 5th through May 25th, the, the entire challenge. Uh, but it is available for anyone at any time. We leave it up on the website so people can do an individual 10-day social media fast if they care to, uh, because we recognize that uh, some people will need a break at different points in time. Mm-hmm. You know, James, um, I like what you guys are doing with this uh, this social media fast. I mean, as you mentioned, uh, and, and I've said this before, with any technology or really any any tool or creation of man, it can be used for good or evil. Uh, assuming it's an amoral uh, subject or object like money or the sure. internet, but um, but man, there's so many people, even Christians, that are just consumed with social media. I mean, it's it's really a problem, and I've seen the documentaries that you know get into the psychological 
aspects of it and how, you know, these companies, their, their primary goal is to keep your attention, which is you get hundreds of notifications a day. They want you to look at your <laughs> phone every three minutes, which I'm guilty of. Um, <laughs> but, but do you, I mean, do you see an end of this? I mean, it's like we're so esteemed in the social media realm that it, is this just going to be around forever or is there ever going to be a day where we're not checking Twitter every 15 minutes? <laughs> well, I, I sure hope so. I think, um, you know, I'm old enough that I remember <clears throat> uh, a, an age before the internet, um, an age before even having a, a cell phone and uh, certainly well before a smartphone. And I survived. Uh, I grew up. I was fine. I kept in, in touch with people. And uh, there are plenty of other ways to do this than social media. And mm. so usually um, the way I think about this is that social media is definitely a tool that we can use. But like any tool, it can also be misused. Sure. And so it's going to be up to individual Christians. And I think more than individual Christians, it's going to be up to a group of, of Christians coming together and figuring out that um, social media doesn't have to be used the way the companies are telling us that we need to use it. Mm. And so we've got to sort of come together and figure out how is it that we're going to live out our faith in a world that is increasingly digital, that has these new distractions. I think there have always been distractions for God's people, but these new distractions uh, that can keep us from uh, fixing our eyes on Jesus and following Him well. Mm. And, uh, and, and that really is up to us. And so... Do I see an age when there's not going to be Twitter or there's not going to be Facebook or Instagram? I'm not sure. I think these platforms will always be around. But what my desire is, is for the church, God's people, um, to get away from the hold that social media seems to have on many of us mm -hmm. and just step back and really remember that we do not live on, uh, on social media alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's right. Amen, James. And we need human-to-human -human Flesh to flesh interaction, shaking of hands, yeah. smiling, laughter, all of that uh, face to face interaction uh, that seems to be lost now with the digital world needs to be uh, reinstituted, reestablished amongst the church. Hey, James, thank you for coming on, brother. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Take care. All right. That's uh, James Spencer, president of DO Moody Center. Uh, MoodyCenter.org is his URL. MoodyCenter.org, M O O D Y Center. Org, and then there's a link to their latest campaign there on their website. You know, I'm actually, I'm going to break some news here. I'm going to break some news here on the core. I think what I'm going to do, I have a vacation coming up at the end of May. And I'm not telling you where I'm going because then then, then uh, you guys will show up and uh, interrupt my vacation. But I'm going, uh, totally kidding there. Hopefully you guys won't interrupt my vacation unless it's like, the AOCs and the Maxine Waters and the get in your face crowd, they might show up. But uh but Bobby, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about uh ditching the smartphone, buying a flip phone from the Walmart, and uh giving people within my immediate vicinity who might need something while I'm on vacation, like an emergency, um, giving them my new flip phone number and then just leaving the smartphone at the house. What do you think about that? Can you put Telegram on it? <laughs> no, no, Bobby. I don't want you sending me Telegram messages while I'm on vacation. <laughs> no, I think it's a great idea. And on a serious note, it's probably something that you need for your sanity refreshing uh, moments. So yeah, and 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 I've been I've been struggling with this internally with this whole smartphone thing. 
because I don't like anything having control over me. But this smartphone thing, and, and look, this is every American struggle. Yeah. Uh, this smartphone thing is everywhere. And, and now technology, there's so much you do on it. You do online banking. You email coworkers. You telegram Bobby uh, throughout the day. You do all these things. If it's an emergency, you call 911, uh, which you can do that on a dumb phone too. But you get the point. There's just so much that's done via via smartphone that it's it's it is so hard from a practical standpoint to just ditch it to just detach from it i think uh, it'd be a good test for you for that that period of time yeah how many Seriously. times do i dig in my pocket yeah. looking for my iphone when really all i'm going to get is my dumb phone every time i see you in person you're on you, you have the phone you're either looking at it or you're speaking thanks, to thanks for reminding me bobby <laughs> i'm already i'm already struggling and 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 I have a self confidence problem with my phone, and Bobby just just it, puts the arrow. It's a need brother. in me. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you. No, we'll we'll see how the dumb phone goes um, on my vacation. We'll see how it goes. All right, back into the content for the show. By the way, we're going to take your calls next segment eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero triple eight five eight nine eight eight four zero eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. I came across this Reagan clip. Many of you have heard this before, but. Listen to this flashback from former President Ronald Reagan talking about abortion and how everyone who supports abortion, well, they're conveniently already born. I think all of us should have a respect for innocent life. With regard to the freedom of the individual for choice with regard to abortion, there's one individual who's not being considered at all. That's the one who's being aborted. And I've noticed that everybody that is for abortion has already been born. Ooh. Amazing. Truth there. Everyone who is for abortion is conveniently already born. And it's so true. The, um, the, the level at which the people who are in favor of systemically wiping out babies from this earth are how you know that this is their golden calf how you know that this is their that this is a spiritual dark hold on many in our country is by their response to this potential might i note potential supreme court ruling allowing states across the country imagine this allowing states to actually pass laws and regulate mm. policy, but their response at the likelihood that certain states across the country could possibly be able to regulate abortion and save babies from being murdered in the womb. President Biden was speaking, and by the way, I heard this my dad mentioned this to me at lunch, but I haven't heard the clip yet, but it's it's been reported on AFR, and that is that Biden slipped up and called this a child. He called it a child in the womb the other day when he was walking out to the Marine One helicopter. So we'll maybe pull that clip, Bobby, from uh, one of our other newscasts. But mm. President Biden was also speaking at a separate event. and And listen to how our... What what you and I view as our political opponents, as our at our as our ideological opponents, because 
As Scripture says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against spiritual darkness and spiritual forces, of course, in the heavenly realms. And that's why as Christians, we don't have a a rabid hatred for our ideological or political opponents. As Christians, we shouldn't, and, and most Christians, the vast majority of Christians that I know, don't hate people they disagree with. We don't. But you can't say that about those who subscribe to spiritual darkness in this country. And listen to how they start they're starting to talk about us. And they've been they've been they've been describing Christians as this way for years now, but now they're casting a broader net. President Biden said this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that has existed in American history. Remember, a country that's been around for 250 years, this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that has existed in American history. So the MAGA crowd, those who want to put America first, imagine that. Those who want to, in this context, save babies from being murdered in the womb on American soil. We are worse than the KKK. We are worse than Nazi sympathizers that have existed in this country in decades and decades past. We are worse than Indian tribes that used to slaughter settlers. We're worse than all of that. Everything in America's history, the people who want to save babies from being slaughtered in the womb, we are the scum of the earth. We are the worst political organization that has existed in American history. That's a quote from our very own president, the same president who wants to unite America. Get that, President Biden uniting America. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Too busy to catch your favorite shows on the radio? Have no fear, because the AFR app is here. Download the app to have access to live broadcast, music streaming, as well as each podcast. Whether you're at work, at home, or on the go, it's easy to listen to AFR. The AFR app is available not only for Apple and Android users, but also on Amazon Alexa and Roku. Download the AFR app today at AFR.net. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality is changing hearts and lives. It speaks directly to the power and the grace of God. Gives me hope for people that I know that are struggling. The whole idea of In His Image has moved 
me. We actually had one gentleman contact us and he said that this film changed his mind about this issue. We had a pastor reach out to us and he said that he'd been struggling with hatred in his heart towards people in the LGBTQ community. And this film helped him to realize he needed to have compassion and show people the love of Christ. We also had this same sex attracted couple contact us and they said after seeing the film, they wanted to live obedient lives for Christ no matter what. And they said, please, Please pray for us. We know this is going to be hard. We've even had people come to faith in Jesus through In His Image. To find out more, visit InHisImage.movie. On American Family Radio, hi, I'm Barry McGuire. I'm a car guy here to help you understand the urgency and how fun it is to share your faith at every opportunity. Most of you listening to me right know you should be sharing your faith, but have no intention of doing it. None. You've never done it, you never will. And if you stay with that mindset, you'll never know how being a Christian is fun. Do you see the fear in the eyes of everyone you talk to these days? The world's in panic, searching for truth that you have. The peace that you enjoy is hugely attractive to those facing the terrors of this world and the next. The fun begins with the questions you can't answer. They ignite your Bible study. You'll jump for joy when the Holy Spirit directs you to the right scripture. And there's nothing like sharing scriptures that answer the questions with the person who asked the question and watching their reaction. There's nothing more exciting than knowing God just used you to lead somebody to Him. Join us at IgniteAmerica.com. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to The Core here on American Family Radio. Hey, if you want to call in to the show, we'll be glad to take your questions, your comments, 888-589-8840-888-589-8840-888-589-8840 is the number uh, for the show. Call into The Core. We'll be glad to take your calls, take your questions, take your comments as it relates to the topics of the show today. Hey, I do want to remind you, we have registration closing soon, so I want to remind you of our Marriage Family Life Conference coming up in July. Registration closes on May 15th, so May 15th is the last day to register for our MFL 22 conference. It's going to happen in Tupelo, Mississippi, here the, the same city as our national headquarters. You can go to marriagefamilylife.net to register, marriagefamilylife.net to register, We'll have speakers uh, like uh, such as Miki Addison, Ginger Hubbard, Pastor Jeff Shreve, and his wife Debbie, uh, host of a brand new show here on the network. He'll be there. Brian Osborne, I actually interviewed him not too long ago about his attendance at the Marriage Family Life Conference, Bishop E.W. Jackson, Abraham Hamilton III, so on and so forth. I'll be there at the conference, Marriage Family Life 22, July 7th. Through the ninth, go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net to register, and uh, we look forward to seeing all of our supporters and fellow believers. And we broadcast that Friday live. Yes, that's right. The core will be live there from the conference on July eighth. On that Friday, we'll be live there from the conference. So, looking forward to seeing you, our uh, listening audience, there at our annual Marriage Family Life Conference. You don't want to miss it. Bring the kids, by the way. So one of the things that makes the conference unique is that we welcome families, entire family units, bring the kids, parents, kids, all come together 
and benefit from the conference, uh, be be uh, uplifted and strengthened in your in your world view, all from a strictly biblical perspective. That's our goal. That's our aim of the conference. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Our streaming uh, website uh, platform has been up just for a couple months now, but it's uh, got a lot of great content there. All um, all the latest films, documentaries, and AFA original productions there on our streaming platform. You can go to streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. You can do two, one of two things. You can create a free account or you can donate monthly and get access to more content there on our streaming platform. But if you just want to you know, test the waters, you're not sure if you want to donate monthly, that's okay. Go ahead and create you a free profile at streaming.afa.net. Go ahead and create you a free account. Look around a little bit, watch some of our free content, and then if you like it, you can, uh, of course, always up your subscription and donate monthly to uh, to AFA to have an AFA streaming uh, Great Commission Partner Profile. 888-589-8840 is the number to call in to the show today. 888-589-8840 is the number to call in to the core. I want to play one clip before we jump to calls. Uh, let's play clip two. This is uh, Kara Frederick. Uh, from the Heritage Foundation talking about the disinformation board that the Department of Homeland Security just put together in recent weeks. Clip two, let's listen. This is pattern digging of the Biden administration. What they can't do is they can't resist turning any national security apparatus inward on American dissenters. This pattern is evinced in the fact that they had a bulletin that said any American spreading disinformation, malinformation, misinformation on social media could be tantamount to terrorist activity. The FBI tagging parents as terrorist threats, a creation of an anti-terror unit that looks at anti-government ideologies. I mean, the Biden administration, they cannot help themselves. And mark my words, this will be turned on their political enemies. Mark my words, she says from the Heritage Foundation, this will be turned on their political enemies, talking about the Democrats. And I don't doubt her one bit. I don't doubt her bit one bit. And notice how they label every person who disagrees with the agenda, the political agenda and the ideological agenda of the Democrats. Everyone who disagrees with them, they throw into this camp, this category called anti-government. Anti-government, that's a complete gaslighting of those who simply disagree with one party within our government. They label everybody who disagrees with them as anti-government, which allows them to do what? To dispatch the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the entire terrorism task force, national security apparatus, NSA, FISA court, all of it can be turned and used on American citizens who are legal citizens who follow the laws of the land, but they simply don't agree with the current administration. The The Democrats turned that entire apparatus on their political opponents. They did it with Donald J. Trump in the 2015-2016 election, and they will do it to you and me if they're not stopped. Uh, let's go to Chris in uh, Tennessee. Chris, welcome to the core. Hi, Walker. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I, I'm just shocked. I, I'm shocked that people are shocked when they say, well, the Supreme Court is not a political branch of the government. Well, I highly disagree. The 
Supreme Court became a political branch of the government when they gave out the Roe v. Wade decision. Hmm. And they also became a political uh, branch of the government uh, when uh, they would not uh, listen to arguments about a fraudulent election. And they also became a political branch of the government when Chief Justice Roberts, when he basically rewrote the Obamacare law uh, for the Democrats. So for people to say that they're not a political branch, uh, I highly disagree. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I hear what you're saying there, Chris, and I agree with you to a certain extent. You know, this um, you can't act as if, to your point, Chris, you can't act as if Supreme Court justices do not weigh out political ramifications of the rulings. Now, are they supposed to? Of course not. Uh, the Supreme Court is supposed to be its own branch of government. It's supposed to not allow political leanings and political motivations and factors weigh into the rulings. They're supposed to rule on the letter of the law and the U.S. Constitution and its original interpretation. Um, but but I agree that that you can't you can't convince me that the justices at times, not all justices, but at times certain Supreme Court justices do not allow political motivations and political factors to weigh in heavily on their rulings. And it, it seems, though, Chris, that when the Supreme Court actually sets political considerations aside and rules on the letter of the law and the U.S. Constitution, things typically turn out well for uh, Christians and those who respect our founder, founding fathers and our Constitution. Things typically turn out well. But to your point, with Roe v. Wade, with Obergefell, and you can go through probably dozens of, of, of cases throughout the last several, several dec decades or longer, uh, when political considerations are a warped view of the Constitution come into play, things do not bode well. Things do not bode well, and you get terrible, terrible opinions such as Roe v. Wade, uh, Obergefell, and the list goes on. So justices got to keep politics out of it. They got to understand the Constitution, its original intent, and rule accordingly. And that's what AFA has been promoting, justices to the courts across the country that understand our founding fathers, understand original intent, and are going to rule accordingly. And uh, this might be a glimmer of hope that there are judges out there in the, in the land uh, that still agree with the original intent of our founding fathers. Bill in uh, West Virginia, thanks for calling the court. Hi. Hi. Uh, I just want to make a comment about uh, this homeland security and, and all this stuff that we're talking about. As far as I remember when it all started, I'm sure you do too, after 9-11, and I'm a member of the Vietnam Veterans Organization, and we had a big meeting one night, and we spent the whole night talking about this. And there was people there, and they said, if we allow this to happen in this country, it will be used against every one of us citizens. Mm. And boy, is it happening now. The red flag deal, all that stuff. And that's all. I just want to make that comment. Uh, yeah, so. I appreciate the call, Bill. Uh, hey, if you want to call in before I comment on Bill's uh, comment, 888-589-8840, is the number to call in to the core. We've got about eight minutes left. We'll be glad to take your calls, questions, comments. Uh, but, yeah, Bill, you're right that there were people. I've seen the clips. I was a youngster at that time, but I've uh, 
I've seen the news stories and I've seen the clips of meetings back then and just, you know, political commentators and national security experts and constitutional experts uh, who did warn that that uh, giving giving the federal government that much authority, that much power, that much jurisdiction in the name of national security and fighting terrorism uh, can be turned in, a, in the wrong direction. It can be turned in the wrong direction. And, you know, were, were, were there people that knew that that could be a tool used against political opponents 20 years down the road? I don't know. I'm sure maybe there were some in the, in the government apparatus. Who knows? Some of them probably genuinely wanted to have the tools in their tool chest to fight foreign terrorism, terrorist organizations who wanted to harm America. Uh, but regardless of intent and, and whether it was set off for, for evil purposes or good purposes, the fact of the matter is that some of those people who warned America about giving the federal government and the courts that much power and jurisdiction over surveilling and going after uh, political opponents in the name of terrorism or anti-government groups, uh, they were right. They were right. They, they definitely predicted this day might come, and it has come, and we are left with a uh, 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 laws and courts that we definitely have to change how it's done. We definitely have to change how it's done. And much of it, much of it does get down to having moral people in authority, having moral people in authority, because what's happened even with the FISA court and the FBI going after Donald J. Trump, a lot of that was abuse. I mean, you look at the, at the, at the black letter of the law and the procedures within the FBI and DOJ, there were procedures that were just thrown out. There were checks and balances. They were just thrown in the trash. And so but that's what happens when you have immoral people in charge is they'll find ways to skirt the process, skirt the system, and beat the system um, that, that, that if you have a moral person, someone who's an honest person, someone with integrity, who, who, who respects the law of the land and who respects the Constitution, uh, they would put, a, put, a, put an end to that pretty quickly. So we need moral leaders in charge of our government who don't allow people to utilize loopholes and other means uh, to go after political opponents. Dalton in uh, Texas. Hey, Dalton, welcome to the core. Howdy. Uh, I don't want to take up too much time because I know you're at the end of your show, but uh, I just wanted to bring attention to you and everybody else that's listening. Uh, I, this is my personal opinion. I know it's probably not a popular one, but I don't trust conservatives, Democrats, Republicans, I don't trust any of them because ultimately politics have just been infiltrated by secret societies and they have been for hundreds of years. It was within the birth of our nation and there's just no getting around that and we just really need to focus on Christ. Hmm. Well, uh, Dalton, are you are you are you saying an extension not only do you trust you don't trust people but uh, you don't trust the institutions at all? I do not trust the uh, the institution at all. I'm not going to say that there is no good people trying to do good works in the system. I'm just saying it's built against us. There's just no possible way for us to gain that strong enough of a foothold to turn the tides and changing, you know, what's going to happen, what's been prophesied. Hmm. All right, Dalton, appreciate the call in. And, um, I'll just say I don't I don't completely subscribe to the the 
the utterly pessimistic view, or you would probably say I'm just a realist, which uh, I get that too. But uh, I don't, I don't completely subscribe to that. You know, that fatalistic view that all is lost. Americans' institutions are utterly compromised. They're irretrievable. Uh, they're irreversibly damaged. They will not be recovered from um, because that's not uh, that's not a biblical worldview. That's not a biblical worldview. Now, I'm, not, I'm not saying that our that our institutions are wholly righteous and virtuous, and there's nothing wrong with them. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, we have a lot of bad people in charge of a lot of America's institutions. And yes, some of these institutions, many of them have been turned and weaponized against you and me. Agree with that 100%. I cover it here on the show. Uh, but God, throughout his word, throughout human history, has used his people to restore things and restore nations and restore people throughout his word. And so to subscribe to a fatalistic view that we are in the end times, and I'm not saying we're not in the end times, but if you, if, if you overly subscribe to the fatalistic view, then you will find yourself complaining about everything, sitting on your hands, and doing absolutely nothing for the kingdom. And God's word tells us as Christians to conquer this earth and subdue it until he returns. So as Christians, we need to be involved in every facet of society and culture and government and life and be salt and light and promote morally, biblically responsible ideals and policies until he returns. We should do that no matter the cost and no matter our uh, uh, future uh, pr predicted outcome, we should be faithful. AFA at the core, be back. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Faith.